the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. Holy mackerel, what's that in my throat? <clears throat> oh, that would be lung butter. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's got the Monday morning lung butter going. I'm not sure what I did this weekend, but clearly, clearly it was not a healthy weekend in the black household. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Good stories out there today. I can't decide which one is my top story. Amazon.com is conceded. They're going to let the book industry set prices for books. Now, again, they kind of control their inventory. They kind of control the product. So there's a price-fixing question there. They're not going to let Amazon set the pricing. They want the book industry wants higher pricing, which is kind of interesting because if you think about it, if the book industry were to sell to Amazon, Amazon in theory could sell for whatever they want. If they want to sell for negative a dollar, i.e., they give you a dollar for every ebook that you buy, they should be allowed to do that. But the book industry says no. We don't want it perceived that our books are worth only ten dollars. We want it perceived that our books are worth eighteen dollars. So there's this huge fight going on there. And that's, that's a business lesson called a loss leader. In theory, Amazon.com should be allowed to have a loss leader. They want to sell Kindles. The Apple iTablet, the iPad came out last week, and it's going to sell books. Electronic books are going to be read on it, no doubt about it. Apple wants to get in that market. Amazon's already in that market. Amazon, in theory, in America, if you believe in good God, red, white, and blue, apple pie, America, they should be able to sell the book for whatever they want. Another good example of a lost leader would be video games. When the PlayStation 3 comes out or the Xbox 360 comes out, that technology is probably worth $2,000, but they sell it to you for 600 because they know that you're going to buy 10 video games, especially if you get the first copy or if you get the first set of the hardware. They know that you're going to have that hardware for five years, and they know that you're going to continue to buy games. So it's a lost leader. They don't mind selling it at a loss. So interesting what's going on with Amazon. I'll, I'll probably flesh out that story a little bit more. As the day goes on, Toyota's spelling out an aggressive program to fix the 2.3 million vehicles that it recalled over reports of sudden acceleration. Will you ever buy a Toyota again? I won't, at least for five to 10 years, which is kind of funny because I've kind of come from a Toyota background. But now there's that maybe if what so could be possible engineering issue. It's in my head. Toyota's already lost me forever and ever, or at least 10 years, whichever comes first. I won't buy another one. Interesting, right? It's just that idea that you could put your baby. I'm going to put my baby at a Toyota, and the Toyota's going to accelerate to 160 and blow him up like a missile. No, no thanks. You'd be the worst dad of the year. There'd be a, a shirt called Worst Dad of the Year, and I would be that guy. So I can't buy a Toyota anymore. I don't want to buy a Toyota. I've lost the, they've lost me as a customer. Isn't that weird? It didn't take all that much to lose me as a customer. Same thing goes with the restaurants. That's another business lesson. 
you get bad service once. You say, I'd like a chicken sandwich with no guacamole, and it comes with guacamole. You're like, I'm never going here again. It's like gone, done, over, finished, no more. We're a nation of spenders. We spend with our dollars, and we vote with our dollars. We say, this is what we believe in. We won't come here ever, never again. We won't buy this car ever, never again. It's our dollars. I made them. They're mine. There's an angle that goes on, right? I think the final story of the day, and this one to me is, well, there's two more. Two more huge stories today. And I know you're saying, don't blow your whole wad in the first 10 minutes. Don't do it. Your whole wad of stories is gone. Save it. Be patient. Be diligent. No, no, no. Top three stories. Um, The third story of the day, first one again was Amazon basically conceding and letting the book industry set prices. Toyota spelling out their fixes. I don't think America believes them. We just don't know. We're not smart enough to be car engineers, so I won't buy a Toyota. Who wins there? General Motors and Ford, right? Right? In the 1980s, I I learned because of the movie Gung Ho that Japanese, they can't play softball. They don't drink beer so good. But they made a good car. They had better management than Americans. That's what I learned from the movie Gung Ho. And it stuck with me. So the third big story of the day, I think, is the White House. They see economic smooth sailing through 2016. <laughs> That's almost laughable. Like, do you believe anything Congress says at this point in time or, or the state legislature in California? Are you as cynical as I am or are you as do you find their words to be sarcastic? So the White House, they say uh, today that the United States economy is heading for a six-year run of above-average economic growth with no sign of worrisome spike in inflation or interest rates. Now, on top of that, the other headline that's associated with this is the U.S. deficits hits an all-time high. $3.8 trillion budget for 2011. We're not really an economy that's smooth sailing. We're an economy that's getting life support from the United States Congress and government of the United States. We're on life support. There's no doubt about it. We'd be in a a pretty messed up recession right now if if we weren't. I'm happy that we're not. I think it's our government's job to spend money in in times of tough times. I don't know if they're spending it wisely. A deficit has me me scratching my head. And again, it's like putting your kid in a a Toyota. You know that if you have a baby today, you're putting them in an economy that's out of control. We're spending trillions of dollars just to stay on, on life support, so to speak. I think the third greatest story of the day, or the fourth greatest story of the day, and you can comment on any of these. For instance, if you think Amazon conceding to the, the book industry is a win for Apple, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We ever buy a Toyota again? I don't even care about the recalls anymore. I mean, I could do that whole story. Armstrong and Getty just did a great job recover, uh, explaining you know, where we are in this story. Was it a stuck floor mat? Was it a stuck accelerator? Is it something wrong in the computer of the Toyotas? I I don't do that story so well. I'll do the story of, will you ever buy a Toyota? The fourth story of the day, this is fascinating to me. It's in today's Wall Street Journal, and it talks about heists. They're now targeting truckers. Our economy is in such a goofball place right now. That thieves are swiping tractor trailers filled with goods, triggering a spike in cargo theft. I know you're saying, Rob, that's not that good of a story. To me, it is. It's kind of like pirates on the American road. So over the last five months, uh, over the last, over five days last month, an 18-wheeler carrying 710 cartons of consumer electronics was stolen from a Pennsylvania rest stop. 
A 53-foot-long rig packed with 43,000 pounds of paper was ripped off in Ottawa, Illinois, and a 40-foot-long truck filled with reclining armchairs went missing in Atlanta. Our trucks are disappearing off our nation's highways. They're being stolen by pirates. Look, if you're going to rob a bank, you might as well rob a truck. Truck's a little bit easier to get the heist over on than a bank is. Truckloads containing $487 million of goods were stolen in the United States in 2009. That's pretty amazing. I think, I mean, this has movie written all over it, doesn't it? Can you see Mel Gibson returning to the big screen? Jumping from truck to truck. He'd be like a truck, truck sheriff or, I don't know, something along those lines. I think it's a fascinating story. If you take a look at it, um, highway robbery. Truckloads of goods stolen. In 2005, we were right around $220 million. 2006, right around $250 million. And then there's this huge spike in 2007, about $625 million. In 2008, about $750 million. In 2009, over $800 million of goods being stolen from trucks. Literally on the road. Literally on the road. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. So President Obama, he's out there talking today. And he's talking about... A $3.8 trillion budget for 2011. He just did a State of the Union, and shortly thereafter, we go through budgets. Do you believe the United States has some semblance of control, or are we out of control? Deficit's going to shoot up to a record $1.6 trillion this year. It's going to push the red ink down to about $700 billion, or 4% of the GDP. Now, the deficit for the current fiscal year, which ends September 30th for our government... It's getting clipped last year's $1.4 trillion budget. It's $1.6 trillion now. The president also wants $25 billion for cash-strapped state governments, mainly to offset the funding of Medicaid health program for the poor. To get the deficit down by the middle of the decade, Mr. Obama is going to be relying on some cuts that have been previously proposed without success on cooperation from a wary Congress that's trying to get reelected at this point in time. I don't believe our government. I think we're coming out of the go-go 90s. We went into 2000s, go-go 90s. It was fueled by dot-com. It was fueled by Wall Street speculation on everything's going to be more efficient. Everything's going to be more dot-com-y. 2000 came along, and it, it really hasn't been the best of the 10 years. White House budget proposal released assumes that the economy is heading for a six-year run of above-average economic growth. Now, there's a story out there today. It's just a vague story that if all states could be firing more insurance agents. They're going to be pushing more insurance phone calls to call centers. They think for every agent at a call center, they could handle a thousand insurance policies. Do you really think this is smooth sailing? I don't know. Our teachers' pension funds underfunded. Our California public employee pension funds underfunded. Do you really think this is smooth sailing? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. It's 9.10 a.m. You can go to talk910.com, talk910.com. You can jump on the blog. You can interact with me there. If you have great insight, I'll, I'll pull it from the blog and use it on the show. If you have lame insight, I'll laugh at you. But that's talk910.com. While you're there, you can look at the webcam and see our new intern, Allison. Wave at her. She, she can actually see you through the, the, the webcam. Um, if you want to place a phone call into the show, it's 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. If you want to drop me an email, Rob, robblack.com, Rob at robblack.com. 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk.
Glenn Beck program coming up at 12 noon. Now, Rob Black, 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. my weekend and to be quite honest with you it was on the lame side i watched the grammys last night not really sure why i still stand by my statement that lady gaga is damn entertaining not sure if she's the future of music but she's damn entertaining she wore an outfit that looked like a celestial orbit system just it was just insane it could have had its own gravity system i know you're saying you're man you're old you're you're watching the grammys Weren't you out there living life, snowboarding and and going down the mountain? I know. I just wanted a nice, calm night. I actually broke out my pajamas. I know you're saying, you own pajamas? Yes, I do. I got I got the Brady Bunch pajamas. I got Mr. Brady Brady Bunch pajamas because I think it's funny. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Works for me. That's all I'll say. 800-345-5639. So let's talk a little bit more about this Toyota. And then I'm going to jump into Tesla. I know you're going to say, Toyota to Tesla? Whoa, that's going to be a crazy jump. I'm going to sit here for the next five minutes, and whatever you say, I'm going to be glued to it. Okay, so Toyota's out there today, and for the record, Toyota stock's moving higher. So there's just, this story's getting more and more hair on it. You're getting the incredibly tough uh, interviews on NBC, and if you think they're incredibly tough on the morning show, they're not. I was was making fun of it. So, uh, but the industry's doing pretty good. Toyota is up 2.2% today as a stock. It's up 2.2%. Wall Street Journal is reporting the company's already begun shipping a fix to the gas pedal problem involved in the recall of millions of vehicles. Hmm. Now, the other side of the news, over at Reuters today, Toyota sales halt seen well into February. Keep in mind, they, they're cutting down their sales. So the next couple of months, their sales are going to look miserable. And what's going to happen is you're going to turn on the 4 o'clock news, the 5 o'clock news, and Pam Moore is going to say, General Motors sold a record number of cars. Toyota did not. And Wall Street's going to go, you're, you're going to be sitting there with your sugar booger. You and your wife are going to be watching the news, and you're going to go, Toyota's not selling very many cars. We should call our broker and sell it. So you'll call your broker, and you'll sell it, and the stock will go down. That's what's going to happen in the next three months. There's going to be that headline news risk. Now, the question is, is Wall Street smarter than you? We know you're going to react to headline news. What does Wall Street do? Does Wall Street think that Toyota's going to bounce back totally? Toyota said that repairs to accelerators and millions of recalled vehicles, they're going to start, you know, fixing them this week. Matt Lauer asking the tough questions today. Matt Lauer never asked tough questions. Um, but Toyota said when Matt asked a tough question, he said, we've totally tested the vehicles, thoroughly tested. Isn't that weird? They've only been fi- working on this problem for about a week and they've, Thoroughly tested. Their engineers have rigorously tested. Now, the problem left dealers unable to sell a lot of vehicles. So a lot of car makers have been offering $1,000 discounts to anyone who trades in their Toyota. So the, the competition's circling. Like vultures. Vultures, they are. Sales being released Tuesday. Tomorrow, economic data. Expected to show that Toyota's market share in the United States fell in January. Now, keep in mind, I... I watch world news and I never noticed like Toyota recalls in France or in Germany or Britain or Japan. Like I don't see those. 
our recall is a little bit more important because we're the, we're the number one economy in the world, and it's important. They sell cars at a premium price here in the United States. Now, Toyota, on their, their level, they've started running full-page ads in more than 20 newspapers, telling consumers that they've initiated merely a temporary pause in sales and production of the recalled vehicles. Now, Roy LaHood, you're saying, who the hell is Roy LaHood, and why are you quoting him? He's our transportation secretary. He told a Chicago radio station last week that Toyota halted production because we told them to. Now, Toyota's on the other hand saying we took this proactive action. Now, again, will you not buy a Toyota? I won't. They lost me. I've got ADD. I got attention deficit disorder. I don't really have ADD, but I like to say that. There's another thing that I like to say. I like saying that I got a flesh eating bacteria on my hand so I don't have to shake your hand. For instance, we got a new intern today. She may come in and like say hi and, and try to shake it. I'll go, ooh, I got a flesh eating disease on my hand because I don't like shaking hands. So anyway, Roy LaHood said, we told them to stop selling cars. So I would say it otherwise. So they've lost me. I don't trust them anymore. Trust me remember the snake from jungle book said trust me i'm jumping around too much my boss is going to send me a memo saying you're jumping around too much why are you talking about jungle book when you're talking about toyota Hmm? Hmm? anyway because you know why someone in the audience is going to say later today to one of their co-workers jungle book was that the worst disney film of all time i think it was i remember watching it as a kid going i don't get it like i wanted princesses and i wanted pirates and i wanted and color and fun and and not you know, Bare necessities. No, no. For some reason, the jungle angle just didn't work for me. So anyway, Toyota's lost market share. Have they lost it with you? That's the question of the day. Keep in mind that sometimes these these issues get pretty deep-seated in our head. Again, in the 1970s and 1980s, we were told as Americans that Americans build crappy cars. Ford, found on road dead. We learned things like that. And for years and years and years and years, we didn't buy uh, American-made cars. And when I say we, I'm talking about my generation, Generation X. Honda, Accord, Toyota Camry, Toyota Corolla. Three of the top-selling vehicles for a reason. Generation X doesn't trust American. Now Generation X is starting to get a little bit older. Some of us have little babies. A baby. And we don't want to put our kid in a car that could potentially explode in a fiery missile wreck on the California coast. Uh-uh. So for the next 10, 20 years, will we avoid Toyota? I think I will for at least five years. So, anyway, Tesla Motors. I know you're saying, okay, tie Toyota to Tesla, Rob. I will, I will, I will, I will. This could be one of the, the big automakers in the future, in the 21st century California electric car maker Tesla Motors. They plan to raise up to $100 million in an IPO, according to a filing of the SEC. So this is going to bring the innovative car company, which is really enticed car enthusiasts, one step closer to becoming a household name. $100 million is good for the state of California. They're going to build factories. And what do you put in factories? People, i.e. jobs. The price of the shares, we don't know. The availability of when it's going to happen, we don't know. But industry observers expect the much-anticipated offering to be well-received by investors because we've heard of Tesla. David Minlow, he's president of a company called IPOfinancial.com. He said that selling the stock to the public would bring the company closer to be an independent, profitable company. This could propel them into a more prominent, preeminent position in the auto industry. 
it was a San Carlos, California firm, and then moved down the road. Um, this could be the first electric car company that's publicly traded. It's going to be pretty interesting. They make an all-electric Roadster sports car for $109,000. Now, hey, I'm big money, but I ain't driving a $109,000 vehicle. No chance, no way, no how. Now, that price is obviously slimmed a little bit after federal tax credits. Now, last year, Tesla unveiled a prototype for a more affordable sedan. Model S, priced at $60,000. Their cars go 160 to 300 miles on a charge. Now, again, if me and my neighbors all get together and get Tesla cars and we charge in the middle of the night, we're going to blow up our electrical grid. So the electrical grid has to be upgraded. We know that. But again, we're not all going to be buying electric vehicles all on the same week, all in the same month, all in the same year. We're going to space it out through years. Car companies' high costs have been buffered by government cash. Tesla recently won a $465 million loan from the United States government because they're doing these electric cars, which, again, we, we want because they're not quite as pollutive. Or are they? Is generating electricity more pollutive than generating you know gas-burning vehicles? It, it's a tough call for a lot of people because sometimes you look at the data that comes out of the Republican side and you go, oh, global warming. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, global warming. No, 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 no. And then you see the data that comes out on the Democrat side and you go, oh, and whatever side you're, you're on, you tend to say, okay, this is my, my, my definition because we're a nation that's spoon-fed information. We tend to eat it all up. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. You looking forward to electric vehicles? Will you buy a Toyota? Are you there? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk about an email that comes from the East Coast. Talking about improving the home bathroom. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one, California. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Web station you're listening, not the web station. It could be the web station. The web station you're listening to is talk910.com, talk910.com. Ooh, I should patent that. I should patent that. Make millions of dollars, webstation.com. It's mine. Let's do a phone call. Uh, let's get a phone call. 800-345-5639. Let's get a Nick in Mountain View. Nick. Hello, Nick. Hi, Robert. How you doing today, Nick? Good. Sounds like a Monday show, Nick. Sounds like Heidi hasn't turned up the volume on the phone on the phone board. I know. I'll call back. Okay, Nick, you call back when you can. We'll get that technical problem all worked out. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's do an email or two. Nick's back. Let's see. Let's try. Now, Nick, if this isn't you, I'm going to ban phone calls forever. I'm going to get a loudspeaker. I'm going to go stand on the corner of Clear Channel, and I'm going to do my radio show from the corner. Nick? Awesome. <laughs> hey, Rob. 
You almost sent me into retirement, Nick. Hey, I didn't mean to do that on Monday. Hey, did you smoke a cigar on Friday? I did smoke a cigar on Friday. What'd you smoke? It was a Gurkha that I had at the home. Aha. Uh-huh. So. Aha. Uh-huh. Are you the person who called me on Friday and said I should do the uh, the Connecticut? The yeah, the Nub Connecticut. Nub yeah. Connecticut. Okay, that's not good, Nick. I can't have repeat. I can't have like three repeat callers. It makes me look bad. So I got to put you on phone restriction after this call. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, go ahead. I got nothing better to do. <laughs> me neither, apparently. Now try. I try to Alec Bradley um, select reserve harvest 1997, which was really phenomenal. Really? See, I haven't gotten so far into cigars that I could go back to the 1997s. What that? Well, what that run you, Nick? They have a uh, they have a vintage catalog, and it's actually it was rolled last year, but it's been curing since '97. Okay. So they're they're only like nine bucks a piece, so it's not bad. Okay, that's not bad at all. But that I'm is online. It is still pretty pricey. But anyway, what's your question? 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 No, but what it was about Tesla. Um, I think the technology that is there and everything. But what are we going to do with all these batteries that are going to be used from these electric vehicles? Because then you have to either have to recycle them, store them, or get rid of them. I say we shoot them up to the moon. (laughs) That's awesome. Or we could put them in a a mine in Nevada and let our children's children's children worry about them. Yeah, that's true. So at some point in time, Nick, this planet's going to go hurtling into the sun. So who really cares? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all going to be wiped out and extinct. So why even save money for retirement? <laughs> wow, that's, you just talk to my neighbor then. That's about where he's gone. That's about where I am at this point, Nick. I'm depressed. 800-345-5639. If anyone wants to send me their Xanax, I eat Xanax like they're candy. So I need antidepressants. Send me your antidepressants. Uh, you can figure out where to send them to. Somewhere, Clear Channel, San Francisco, Townsend Street, Dot, 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 nine, something, 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 something. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's do a quick email or two. Come on, Heidi. Let's do a quick email or two. (laughs) There's a letter in your mailbox. You are having new mail in your inbox. You've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be astonished. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. See, I, I live the radio code. I can't go into another segment until I get the bumper or the, the music to take me there. I live the radio code. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. If you want to comment on the show, you can do that at talk910.com. So first email comes to us from Diane. She goes, I have a 2,400-foot house in Charming University Town, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I'm planning to hold on to it for at least five to ten years. House is 25 years old, but it's in mint condition. Seems to me that the master bath is a liability because it's very small. Shower only, no bath, single sink. I could do a major bathroom renovation and break through one wall into the walk-in closet. Make that entire space a big master bath. I'd imagine the cost would be about twenty thousand dollars. Good investment, bad investment. Couple things. I love buying real estate. College towns. Why? College towns tend to have hospitals. 
College towns tend to have students. College towns tend to have professors. Students, professors, doctors need places to live. I like that. Those are job markets. I like that. I like Chapel Hill enormously. I think uh, it's a mid-sized market. People like me, we start to age. When we're 20, we're on fire! When we're hitting our 30s, we're like going, hmm. And when we hit our 40s, we're like, I just want to go back and teach a college class. We just want to go back and do something simple. We don't, we don't need major metropolitan. Our babies can't go for a bike ride in major metropolitan. Our babies can't, you know, walk to school. Well, maybe they can walk to school. Strike that. But you get the idea. We want the mid-sized town, not the big-sized town. So in real estate, I like college towns. So first and foremost, Diane, congratulations. I think you're under the right track. Next thing, I like the pro-business angle of North Carolina. They're very good at getting other jobs to come to them, which is pretty good. Not the greatest, but pretty good. Sometimes it costs tax credits and issues along those lines. Next thing, improving your bathroom. You only have a shower. Would I do it? Yeah, I would. If you have the money saved for it. Would I do it out of your nest egg? No. Would I do it on a credit card? No. If you want to allocate and budget for a $20,000 bathroom upgrade, fine. But don't do it at 10, 20, 30% on credit cards. No, 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 no. Don't do it from taking away from your retirement money. No, 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 no. If you're going to do it, do it with money save. Every month you put a little bit of money into what's called bathroom project. Home improvement category. And you keep doing it until you have enough to do the upgrade. I would not be cheap with the upgrade. When I'd be, like, for instance, I do like gold toilets. And I like showers with like more than one jacuzzi head. Because ladies like the shower with more than one jacuzzi head. And ladies are going to be part of the equation buying your home from you down the road if, it, if it's a married couple. Men, I think we could honestly take a shower under a spigot of spit. We're not that, that, that encumbered by our expectations of the shower. Women like the extra jacuzzi head. Can't blame them. To Jim in Palo Alto. Jim? Oh, hi, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have a question. I'm 58 and just retired. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, total assets, excluding home, is over $2 million. And within that, $1 million is in 401k retirement. And they are all diversified, you know, in the mutual funds, like the way you suggest, you know, like uh, doing, uh, you know, medium-sized companies, small, big, inter- internationally, all diversified. Okay. And then $1 million is cash. Wow, that's a lot of cash. Yeah, which is gen- you know, generating my enough for me to live. Yeah. So do you think that's too aggressive or not too aggressive or you think that would work pretty good what's your budget what do you need to live around 45 to 50k at most i would take that million dollar cash and i would change it uh-huh um i would look into an income portfolio and not a cash portfolio okay um that may mean for instance president Barack obama is talking about um, doing some more government bonds uh, that you're going to be that are going to be secured. He thinks that's a, a way for America to go. I'd look at some bonds. I would look at some corporations. Uh, for instance, I think AT and T or Verizon is fine for paying income. I'm not going to say let's go buy these stocks for um, you know potential growth in the shares. I'm going to say buy them for the income. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not spooked by that. I think this MREIT should be added to your portfolio. I think some government bonds and maybe some municipal bonds. Um, could be added. I think some corporate bonds are more than appropriate. So I think that million should be diversified out of cash because cash is giving you less than 1%. Uh, 
No, I do have diversification within that cash, but that's the one that is outside my 401k. Okay, so don't lie to me. Is it cash? Is it cash equivalents? Is it bonds? Out of them, like 500000 is cash equivalent. Okay. And other 500000 are diversified in bonds and stuff like that. Okay. Then I think you're doing, I, I think you're doing okay. I think you could probably be a little bit wiser about it, but without really seeing everything that you hold, it would be tough for me to, to jump down your throat and say that it's it's incorrect because... For instance, you may be over diversified in your million dollars in equities, but if you're getting forty to sixty thousand dollars from your income million dollars, I got no problem with that. Okay. So thanks for the call. So again, I think sometimes it can always be tweaked. I like people your age, honestly, Jim, to see a CFP, come up with a five year plan, make sure that you're not forgetting something. You know, make sure that you got the right type of health insurance, make sure you got the right type of life insurance if you still need it at this point. Maybe you don't. 800-345-5690. Get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. 9, 10 a.m. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Call the show, 800-345-5639. Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Tired today. Dow's up 113 points. NASDAQ's up 19. The S&P 500 up 13. I think the big Wall Street headlines today is that, well, oil higher on Nigerian attacks. And oil is higher on cold weather in the United States. When it's cold, people turn up the heat. Or we freeze to death and die. Obama, budget built on smart investments. That's a big headline out there today. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting to see on that one. Amazon.com is conceding with the ebook pricing and turmoil. I'll hit that story a little later in the show. But right now, the market up. January was a unique month. Let's talk a little bit about this. January was a month where we started very, very strong, up 2.7% in the first week. And then the market went down 3.7% for the month. Bad news was treated as bad news. Good news was treated with indifference. When the market went up 67% from March through Christmas, bad news was good news, and good news was great news. So the early indication right now is that there's been a bit of a shift. The question is undoubtedly on the mind of a lot of investors in the first month of the year. It started out so promising, degraded into something so disappointing. Short answer, what happened, what's the shift? It's uncertainty. Uncertainty hit, hit with a vengeance. There's uncertainty about China. China's freaking out about Google. Google's freaking out about China. China's talking about raising interest rates. There's uncertainty about bank regulation. Will Obama regulate the banks or not? There's uncertainty about, uncertainty, uncertainty about Greece's ability to repay debt. There's uncertainty about will the EU bail out Greece if they need to? Ben Bernanke, he faced an uncertain appointment back to the position that he was elected to do. Not elected, but appointed to do. Head of the Federal Reserve. The stock market was behaving like it should in the face of uncertainty. 
So we hit an uncertain market. Wall Street has a cliche for times like this. Easy money's been made. Market was up 64%. Now you have to be a little bit smarter. Now you got to know what sectors to be in. Now you got to understand that it's time to play a little bit of defense, not offense. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's get a Jarlod. That can't possibly be his name. Jarlod? You on the other side of the phone. Speak. Okay, this is Jared in Redwood City. Jared in Redwood City, not Jarlod. Right. Typo. Heidi's got big fingers. I was thinking about job creation in California. Yep. If we put some initiatives, initiatives on the ballot via the Internet, primarily downloading uh, initiatives or whatever it takes, to put uh, a a requirement that uh, vehicles be powered by both natural gas and regular gas. This would be primarily for government vehicles just for starting out because we have such a surplus of natural gas. We might be able to offset a future Let's go to emails. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Sorry, Jarlod. You're just too damn old for the show. I don't do a show about ballot initiatives. I don't. I won't. I can't. I I, I shouldn't. You're just too damn old. KGO awaits you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Tyler sends an email. I know Allison's first day as an intern, and she goes, did he really just say that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Tesla Motors, Jared, uh, Tyler sends in an email. He goes, "What's? I was wondering what you think about Tesla Motors IPO. you have any idea what the shares will price at? No. No one does. We don't even have a red herring on it. What's a red herring? A red herring precedes a prospectus. A prospectus, basically, a lot of lawyers get together, and since it's a publicly traded company... The attorney says, well, we got to disclose public information, and the way they do it is through a prospectus. The red herring, not as legally binding, but the prospectus is going to tell you how much debt does the company have, what the assets are, what they think the market is for electric cars. It's going to tell you who the early investors are. It's going to tell you if you buy one share, you're one millionth of an owner or one trillionth of an owner. You don't know. So, Tyler, you're a little bit early. We don't know yet. As the coming months happen, if the stock market moves up, Tesla will say, you know what? People are confident. Let's get this this IPO working. Let's get it out there. So it'll get out there. And we'll have a little bit more information for you when it does. But again, uh, I will let you know when we know. We don't even have a red herring at this point in time. We just hear Tesla talking about it. Now, Bruce sends an email. He says, the music you play, your opinions and your vices are all things that I can relate to. I pity you, Bruce. If you're, If my vices are your vices, I pity you. Because I love your show. I learn a lot. I don't even call because I keep learning so much. That's good. That says V's other shows. What does that mean? They leave so many gaps that plenty of room for callers. Anyway, I just sit back and enjoy. So, Bruce, that's very, very kind. But you can call the show. You don't have to be shy. We could talk about retail. For instance, retail stocks are doing good today. Walmart's up one-tenth of one percent. BJ's wholesale. And who doesn't love BJ's? Up almost 1%. Costco up two-tenths of 1%. Columbia Sportswear up 4%. 
They had an upgrade over at McAdams, Wright, and Reagan. Urban Outfitters, they're trading higher today. They're going to be replacing affiliate computer services in the S&P 500. There's a good investment lesson. Urban Outfitters now, for years and years and years and years to come, will automatically be bought when you contribute money to your 401k. Heidi's got a 401k. Heidi's my, my lovely and talented producer. Every two weeks, she puts in some money into, the, into, into her retirement nest egg 401k. And typically, people choose the S&P 500. So every two weeks, she's going to be buying shares of Columbia Outfitters, even though she doesn't even know it. Did I say Urban Outfitters? Damn it, it is Urban Outfitters. I got uh, uh, corrected by my producer. That's never happened before. I feel like the Wicked Witch, like a big old bucket of water has just been thrown at me. I need to scream, I'm melting and leave. But Urban Outfitters, she's going to be buying every two weeks. Now, Columbia Sportswear was upgraded today, so that's where that was in my head. Anyway... Uh, never let facts get in the way of a good story. Macy's lowered today. Deutsche Bank downgraded Macy's. Remember last week I told you that Macy's got an upgrade? One analyst doesn't like it, one does. Dueling analyst. What side do you fall on? In the automotive world today, in that last segment where I just talked about, I just gave you 10 retailers. I just told you who the players are. In the world of autos, beep, beep, there's companies like Asbury Automotive, ABG, Cooper Tire, CTB, Sonic Automotive, Spartan Motors, Group One Auto, they're all trading higher today. And again, what's interesting to note about that is it's a Deutsche Bank upgrade to buy on the whole sector. Now, Toyota Motors is in the news. The fact that Toyota said they're already shipping a fix, it's the problem. It's the demon known versus the demon unknown. We know they got an accelerator problem. We know that they got a problem, and they say we fixed the problem. So Wall Street will say, we grant you love and money and power. We will buy your shares. So Toyota's trading higher because they said they have the fixed demon known versus demon unknown. And again, I just talked about the stock market looking a little bit weak in the month of January because a lot of uncertainties hit. Demon unknown. We're not going to put our hard-earned money in front of it. We're just not going to do it. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Unless you're 70 and babbling, I'm going to be very, very, very nice to you. I promise you, if you're over 70 and babbling, I'm going to turn you into a pate and put you on a cracker and eat you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I don't have an iPhone. I'm not hip. I'm not cool. Let's ask Allison. Allison, do you have an iPhone? She's a Berkeley student. And that's a good answer. By the way, Allison never answered yes to anything that I say. And she, it's bad radio because she's actually in the, the booth next to me. So she just shook her head. In theory, first lesson on radio is always put it on air, so she just shook her head, so people can't hear a head shake, but that's okay. Um, college students shouldn't have Apple iPhones. They're too expensive. They should be saving that money for retirement. Apple iPhone, psh, gonna cost you 100 plus dollars a month to have a data plan and a phone plan. So you don't need it. Just hang out in the dorm room. Get a dollar phone from Costco. That's what I'd recommend. So uh, later in life when you're wealthy, or you marry wealth, or both, or when you win the lottery, Get the Apple iPhone. For now, it's very, very expensive. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. The iPhone has some market success tied towards it, right? We know that. Now, when the iPhone has come out and and done so darn well, it's hurt Motorola. It's hurt Palm. It didn't really hurt Research in Motion a little bit, but Research in Motion is so darn popular in the business enterprise world, and really in the last 18 months, Research in Motion with the Blackberries tried to do a little bit more of a consumer push. Now, bigger chunks of the market 
for Apple and for Research in Motion. But Palm is the question. Now, Palm has recently announced that they've got some more carriers. They went from just being in Sprint with the Palm Pre and the Palm Pixie to being in Verizon. Now, Verizon, we all know, has got the big networks. We've seen the commercials and the maps, right? So they're getting a little bit more outlet. Their pie is potentially bigger. If Sprint had, let's say, 10% of all cell phone users on Sprint, Palm can only really work in 10% of the market. Now, when you jump into Verizon, you add another 40, 50% to the, the pie, Palm has more opportunity. So it's something we're going to be watching. I'm on the sidelines. I'm, I don't see a lot of visibility on the Palm Pre. I don't know one person who has a Palm Pre. Not one new person in any way, shape, or form. So until there's a little bit of visibility on it, I just I don't, I don't invest in it. And again, visibility can come in a variety of, of ways. For instance, they could report their quarterly report. It's called a 10K, a 10Q. Every 90 days, publicly traded companies have to report. And you can get these reports at sec.gov, sec.gov. Now, the first 20 pages of these reports are boiler legal plates. Just, oh my God, it's tough to get through. So you quickly learn, like, you're looking for material information. You're looking for stuff that works for you. It's a job to be a researcher on Wall Street. It is a full-time job. You get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. More stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.